Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Checking In With. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. I'm Jake Rosenberg, co-founder and creative director of Covetour. Joining me today is our head of content, Jessica Tavis. And we are so excited to be checking in with Tata Harper. Hi, Tata. Thanks for joining us. Hello. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So fun. It's great to have you here. Tata is the founder of Tata Harper and a true pioneer in the natural luxury skincare world. She is awesome and we love everything that she does. So how are you uh, holding up, Tata? Where are you? Um, you know, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> a lot of new stuff going on. Um, I am in Vermont. I am in my farm. The moment that this began, I came back from Paris and I was in, I live in Connecticut, but I have my farm in Vermont. And I was like, guys, let's just go to our farm and just weather the storm over there. I mean, we lived here for 12 years. And so they are like farm kids anyway. So they love the idea of coming back and, you know, I mean, we're good. We're just spending a lot of time together, uh, figuring out that you don't need a lot of things, you know, to survive. I think that that's what been one of the biggest realizations, like you don't need much. And then uh, just spending a lot of times with the homeschooling plus my work, you know, like my team, like we have just calls all the time and trying to figure out the rhythms and how bad my kids are at certain <laughs> subjects. <laughs> like, oh God, like you really <laughs> don't know any math. <laughs> it really shines a light on those gaps, doesn't it? <laughs> Or or they ask me like mom like you know geometry stuff I'm like oh guys I don't remember anything they teach so differently now too yeah. and they were like but wait like you're so good at math like you studied engineering I'm like guys I don't remember anything <laughs> <laughs> nothing it's all disappeared um, I mean we're we're here adapting you know yeah definitely. I mean, in terms of your like your personal daily routine, um, have you had to change a lot of of things in in sort of you know how your day operates and and sort of what's, oh, yeah. that, what's that like? Well, you know, I've been someone that uh, that organization has been like my best friend. You know, like I spend time organizing my time because I find that that's really like the only way to do a lot of things, you know, when your time is in high demand and you need to travel and also you have a family, it's like you really need to plan. And I've been like a planner for 10 years, right? And like, I know what I'm doing four months out, like insane. And now it's like week by week. And I think that adapting to that has been, uh, has been a nice change of pace, but it has been like, there's been a period of adapting all of us. And then I think that now that I've been like three weeks following like a normal routine without like all of the crazy meetings about all the changing plans, right? Like you were going to launch this, but then the cap didn't arrive or you're going to do that. But then I don't know what, like we have an installation at Le Bon Marche, but they're closed. <laughs> um, it's, it's taken time. I think that I, I mean, I wake up around 630 and I like to get right to email. Like I know that it's like such a faux pas, but I, I like just like knowing what came through the night, what can wait and, and addressing a lot of like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. You know, so people can like keep going. 
then I wake up the kids, we have breakfast. We have a guest house here at the farm, thank God. So I have a place to go. Like right now I'm in my house, but I have a place to go. And that's office and school. <laughs> yeah. so, so we're there by like nine, you know, 8.45, nine. And I pretty much, like the two older ones, um or you know my oldest one like he's on his own my 10 year old that dad is in charge of her and then i'm in charge of the little one okay so anyway by nine all that is set and then i start my day i have longer lunch breaks than usual yeah. just to get kids to stick to their schedule and my kids spend a week with me and a week with dad so that also has a house here on the farm so there's just like a lot of adapting, but all very close and very comfy, you know? Yeah. Like being in touch with my team regularly and just making sure that, you know, everybody's like juggling, you know, a lot of yeah. plans and a lot of things. Falling into a rhythm that makes sense for you. That that seems to be how, you know, people are really adapting right now is saying it's not perfect or ideal, but we're working it out today and making sense of it all making sense of it all, yeah. if you had to kind of look at your existence right now is bringing you so much comfort is there sort of a new hobby or something that you're doing regularly that you're i don't know it's almost like your reprieve from day to day uh you know what has helped me a lot and i don't know if it's one thing it's i think that it's a lot of little things but like getting back to my roots, you know, I am Colombian, I am not American. So, and I, uh, all my family is in Colombia. You know, I, I grew up there. I wasn't just like, oh yeah, I was born there. Like I grew up there. So I have a lot of friends and I feel that being in touch with them has been very comforting. You know, people that take you to your past, 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 <laughs> you know, that there's not a lot of those. Um, uh what else and also like playing a lot of like i find myself playing a lot of like salsa you know like sure. music from my from my country yeah. um that has been very comforting i mean i already meditate and i try to exercise every time that i can at least 45 minutes i have like a little gym um and uh and just like try not to eat a lot <laughs> you know like just like yeah. healthy snacks I think like chocolate covered almonds have been like my best companions. Yeah. Um, I have a big problem with those. They're, uh, you know, a little, I get addicted. So, oh I need so addicted. they're so good. Moderation. Yeah, so good. Girls, I'll eat the whole bag and, you know, they'll eat <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I've learned to pace myself out with those. I'm like, okay, five at a time. <laughs> I can't have like Maybe the like, open not just like one more, like one more handful. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> I like blame it on my fiance and I'm like, it's your fault. You bought them. Like get them out of the house. So anyways, I totally agree. I, I think the first few weeks of, of, of quarantine, I, we were like eating and drinking too much and we were like, all right, we gotta like, you know, this is going to be a, a long ride. We gotta, you know, we don't want to come yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. This is not like a two-week vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Switching subjects, because I know that we could probably talk about all the things that we're doing at home right now. But um, Jake and I really wanted to talk um, a bit about, you know, what's happening professionally and what's happening with the business. And um, I think that it's important for listeners to also understand a little bit of the history of how you got started, um, even though that's, you know, pretty common knowledge. But I, I'd love to kind of understand how you sort of changed directions. I know that 
you uh, you were in real estate and you left your career when you're, and I believe it's your stepfather who was sick. And can you talk to us just briefly a little bit about how, you know, you, this came to be, because I think as a, a female yeah. entrepreneur, it's, um, uh, it's pretty inspiring on many, many levels. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I was doing real estate in Miami and uh, basically doing a lot of condominium in downtown Miami. And, uh, and then while I was living there, my stepfather got diagnosed with cancer and I ended up with him a lot of clinics and doctors, you know, like he got treated in the U.S., and I was there and just like those visits changed my life because the doctors were always talking about how he lived, uh, how he was going to live moving forward. Like you need to eat organic, like you need to change like all of, you know, the shampoos, the conditioners, like the things that you get in touch with every day mm -hmm. and read this thing called the toxic load, which I had never heard of in my life. And, and I am been a health enthusiast all my life. And there I was like, wait, toxic load? Like, wow, what toxins? And then you realize that it's just toxins that happen with the way that we live. So I had always lo uh, loved skincare because I'm Colombian. And I used to use this uh, Swiss skincare line that it was super advanced, super high tech. You know, like I grew up with my mom using that line all her life. And I graduated to using that same line. And then all of a sudden, when I am trying to find products that are 100% natural and full without any of this toxic load, um, you find the things that are natural, but they are super simple, you know, like, and then, and mainly found in like supermarkets, little apothecaries. And I was not that type of skincare customer, you know, like I was a, you know, a serious skincare customer. Like I, you know, like you invest in all of these things that you buy. And, uh, and then I remember going back to the stores where I used to buy my products. I'm like, guys, but what do you have that doesn't have all of the synthetic chemicals? You know, like you talk about the algaes, but then I turn around the box and you have 50 industrial chemicals. You talk about orchids and that's great. But then I turn around the box and then I see the same 50 industrial chemicals. And it was crazy. It's the 50 industrial chemicals and things that honestly beyond whether or not they're great for your toxic load or not. Like, what do you want to put them on? You know, like, why would you want to put like battery acid on your eye cream? Like, why do you want to put propylene glycol, which is like antifreeze in your eye, in your face? You know, like, why do you want to put so much petroleum? Like, this is not a car, you know, like we're building products for the skin. And then I started, like, I don't know what happened to me, honestly. Like I think back and I can't remember. I just got like really inspired to help solve this because I didn't know what to do. And I kept talking to my friends and they were like, shut up. Like, where can we, like, what are we going to do? And then I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, what are we all going to do? And I started the business without knowing anything about beauty or really knowing how big the company was going to be. I just wanted to make the products, you know, like it wasn't really about the business plan. It was just like, I was intellectually challenged to create a product that was truly for the first time, a hundred percent natural and that it didn't meant simple formulas, but like really complex science, but that comes all from the natural world. And what I realized in the process of trying to make my company, you know, like at the beginning is that the industry relies 
on subcontracting the most important part of their business, which is their formulas and the making of their products. So if you are a skincare company, you want to start like Jake's natural skincare line, <laughs> you would go to one of his labs and you would work the formulas with them. And then you go to another subcontractor, they make those formulas for you, they source the raw materials for you, then it goes out into a filler that fills the goop inside of the bottle. And for me, that was totally shocking. I don't know if that's because I'm an engineer and I've, you know, like I've seen firsthand, like I'm not like scared with producing things. And it's so simple to make creams, you know, to come up with the formulas is really hard, but to actually make the creams is like what you need. Just like a lot of high speed mixers and a lot of kettles and to be able to control the temperature. And, uh, and I just, <laughs> I just wanted to do it all differently. So that's where all of the challenges begin. That's why no one knows anything. It's like, ah, but I want to do it natural. No, you're not going to be able to do those formulas natural. There's no way that you're going to be able to preserve the product. And then you go to a couple labs in Germany where they're doing this amazing ferment to preserve natural products. And actually you can preserve them with this. Yeah. And then you mix them with other things that I bring from Italy. And it's like the perfect pH, the perfect mixture. And really create a product that has many sciences in one. And being able to do that with a lot of help of the many different chemists that helped me throughout the year to do the formulas from the ground up is what basically remain with us till today that we make every single product like we you really have a unique formula it's not like something that it's very similar to x or you know there's so much of the same out there right it's like i feel that now it's just like a, there's, there's no unique anything it's just like a million so how many vitamin c serums do we need you know <laughs> right and their efficacy i think is what you know we struggle with because for so many years prior to you know incredibly talented and courageous people like yourself saying I want to start something that's based on science and based on natural ingredients many consumers didn't really look at labels and it was all about marketing it's the idea like the all-natural deodorant but then you turn it around to your point and it's filled with one toxin after another and so um, I really I mean I sincerely mean this you are have been a real pioneer in allowing a lot of small brands to crop up saying like we stand for this and this is where we're sourcing our ingredients and not just as you mentioned going into a lab and white labeling somebody else's product that's not that's not really moving things forward yeah i mean you know speaking of doing doing the right thing and you know looking forward and you know there's many generations to come after us um you know you're also known for your recyclable uh green bottles you know and and the sustainability sustainability that you build into your products and and the company as a whole and and you know why why is that important for you and and how you know do you plan to become more sustainable in the future and and uh you know how are you going to accomplish that yeah sustainability has been part of our company since we launched so it's never been like a marketing thing i feel that to be sustainable honestly to be able to call yourself sustainable you should be able to produce something that it's sustainable that when that product gets in touch with the earth and humans is not polluting the water it's not polluting the earth it's not polluting our air it's not polluting our bodies and uh, and i think that that is the basis of being sustainable 
And then you do other things around that, right? Like you, you, there's a lot of different things that we do. Like we use soy inks, we use glass packaging. We decided to do all of our paper in Florida certified paper, which is a responsible way of managing wood production. Uh, also all of the, the decoration of our packaging comes from organic soy inks. Uh, you know, it's, it's involved. It's very involved. And I am excited about how plastics are changing. Sure. Um, and, and I feel that definitely the future of this is uh, be able to reuse the products, you know, to be able to offer refill. So we actually just came out with our first refill system, which again, this technology is not available in glass, which would be ideal, but it allows you to reuse the packaging, which I feel it's the ultimate thing because packaging lasts so long. Yeah. Like beauty packaging, like all those pumps, all those caps, all those jars, not like they disintegrate after the month or two months that you use them and you could perfectly be refilling them. And, uh, and that's probably going to be one of the biggest like sustainability shifts that we're going to do is that we might expand to plastics, the bioplastics, which we already carry some, but we might expand more but as long as people can refill and that it's not going to end up in the landfill, for you sure. know, they use it for a year or two. Totally. No, that's, I mean, you know, I, I studied industrial design in school and uh, something that always shocked me was, you know, the term planned obsolescence and like, you know, designing for things to more or less like not last. And so that, you know, consumers can continue to buy new products and need new products and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, always, confused me from a sustainability perspective and you know my favorite brands are brands that you know they create something to last forever and that's you know uh, also like a big part of of their sustainability missions are you know designing something of quality that you know you can literally like have forever or reuse and reuse and reuse um, instead of buying you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds so I think you know moving into the refill direction and things like that um is is really smart and, and definitely does you know cut down on the amount of, of things that do end up in landfills and stuff like that so um i'm very excited to see sort of how that part grows yeah for sure how do you come up with new products i mean how how you know do you, do you, are you just like kind of sitting around and being like oh okay like you know i think that i could use some some of this but real i mean okay if i'm gonna come up with jake's skincare line like where do i even start first of all but how do you you know you have such a great range of products um you know everyone is is just as good as is the one before how do you come up with new products so deciding which new products we're gonna do is something that i do collectively with my team it's not just me like we all pitch in all sorts of ideas and all the girls in the sales channels they're always like we need this we need that it would be great this you know so there's always guidance from that perspective and then i think that we sit down and we because there's always like tons of ideas but we make all of our products from zero so it's not like we're like dropping things every month or anything like we oh, work okay. on each project like for a year year and a half sometimes or sometimes more like sunscreen that I, we've been working on that for way too long uh and then after we decide what we're making and we just have like a number of launches a year and that's it you know like boom and there's a few digital exclusives for our website and things like that but then after that is decided then it goes into a whole phase of like 
the packaging, like my favorite face. Sure. Uh, the, the whole product creation of the packaging while we're also creating the formula because it almost takes the same amount of time if you're going to make something from scratch. You know, it's a really interesting segue to even think about, you know, you talk about how your role shifts so frequently. And I know Jake and I, when we were, you know, trying to sort of understand, you know, about how many businesses have shifted, I'm, I'm curious in your specific situation how has this impacted business and by you know i think we're specifically talking about covid19 and the situation that we're in currently has that impacted some of your storefront openings or the way that you're operate, operating on a day-to-day -day basis well it's for some teams right like i would say that my wholesale team which is a team that services maybe like thousand plus stores around the world like most of those stores are closed. They are starting to open. I just talked to my head of sales this morning, like first call, and she was saying that in Asia, they're starting to open. France is scheduled to reopen on May 11th, you know, with a lot of new rules and new cautions. So yeah. it's, gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see how things pan out, you know, and what really after everything opens and the supposedly second wave or whatever, like how we're all, it's going to change our buying behaviors and probably a couple stores might not survive, right? That you also need to figure that out and uh, just stay very flexible. I mean, that, that team is servicing a lot of international business also that their dot-coms are still functioning and, uh, and hopefully uh, we, we have a really huge facility and, and we were super stocked up in every, because we produce all the products every month. It's not like someone is producing it for us and I'm trying to get in a schedule or like we produce on demand every single month, everything that we need. That's how everything arrives super fresh. Um, so we've been able to manage. I mean, this, they've allowed us because we're doing hand sanitizers and helping the communities well open the factory to do hand sanitizer. And we've been, able to do that for a couple of weeks and really help out uh, but we've been pretty good with inventory levels and stuff we, we need to start producing soon but uh, i think that the state is gonna reopen at the end of the month and you know everybody's helping out in other areas you know like from home doing this from everybody's pitching in and it has just like made the teams i think like work so much closer even like some teams that sometimes are competitive to one another like they really like hone in and embrace themselves um, and, and just really for me it's just trying to be as helpful as possible for them you know it's like that's my my job right now is just making sure that everybody understands like the direction that we're going what plans are canceled but what gets rescheduled like I shifted my whole launch schedule <laughs> um, in the last three weeks with the team and uh, you know it's just like I mean it, it's what it is you know it's like yeah, you know, and, and thank God our our digital business is strong. Yeah. So our TataHarperSkincare.com uh, has paid, you know, pays all the bills right now, <laughs> and uh, and the business has a, a definitely, a, a, you know, there's a there that that is a big that it's like our number one store, like our dot com, and that one is it's still open. <laughs> open 24 7 all day everybody listening go to tataharper.com check it out 
Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's funny that you that you say that your teams have really come together because, you know, Jess and I work so closely together. Um, and, you know, we always talk about how great it's been to see, you know, all of the teams at Cupitour just come together and be more productive and more creative um, mm-hmm. and work closer together and communicate more. Uh, and really support each other more, most of all, uh, throughout this time. And it's been so, you know, me as, as, a, as a co-founder of the business, um, you know, I've been doing this for, for 10 years at Cover Tour, I've been through so many different teams, and uh, it's been awesome, you know, in, in this, you know, terrible time, but to see how, how close the team has come together, I could not be more impressed with, with what we are doing uh, currently, so. Yeah, it's nice. It's like, we're surviving this. We, we, we yeah. got this, <laughs> you know, like we... We're gonna all make it work, and it's so nice. Like I love my team. I don't know what would I do without them. It's like yeah. I think everything. we feel the same way over at Cupertour. Yeah. Big shout out to Team Cupertour. Um, well, you know, moving through, we have um, a question from our audience. They want to know what you're what you're reading right now, um, and or what you're streaming right now. What I've been I've been podcasting. I have not turn on the tv like for me at all like just for the kids to watch tv and we've been seeing a lot of like old school movies like Grease and uh, License to Drive you know like all classic like all those classics um Can't Buy Me Love (laughs) like all the ones from my childhood um and they've been loving loving them love it I have to watch that one again that's what we've been doing and taking a lot of baths. I think that the taking baths, I mean, we've usually taken, I, you know, I like taking baths, but you know, just like we just spend more time there now. And I just got a few like bath oils. So the kids are getting into that. Also getting the kids into a skincare routine has been a goal. Um, also my 11 year old is learning how to drive. So I've been teaching him how to like drive back and forth here on the farm. So it's been nice to see that. Um, I want to hang out on this farm. I know I'm coming over to. (laughs) Whenever you guys want, like the summers are the best. You guys should definitely come and see how we make our products and walk in our garden. And Vermont is like really magical in the summer. It's my, my favorite time. Love to. Well, I think, you know, we're getting to the end and we, we always kind of, you know, we end this uh, with a, a rapid fire session here. So we have you know, a few questions to run through and then, uh, and then we'll wrap it all up. So the first question is, what is the first thing you're going to do when we get out of quarantine? Um, I want to take my girls to Paris. That was a trip that because they were they're both March and that was a trip that we were gonna do and we didn't get to do so I promised. Perfect. Uh, What's the best thing that you've made in your pantry lately? Lasagna. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we made a really nice lasagna. What is your go-to work from home outfit? Uh, Jeans and a button-down. And socks, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget socks. <laughs> socks, they're essential. <laughs> Todd, I will tell 
you I put on a dress for you today because normally it's like I'll put a you know a nice top on but then I get sweats on the bottom so I'm impressed with the jeans part <laughs> um, that's my uniform like I love jeans which brand are you loving most do you have a go-to yeah I love the new sustainable denim line from frame I don't know if you've tried it but they have like the button like all the bell buttons I, I am, I, that's the one that I have on today. And, uh, and also I have a few comfy ones from J crew. Okay. Mm, yeah. I have a few, like they have like this, like really soft denim that I love and, uh, and, and that you kind of like roll up and that's what I, those are the, 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 the jeans. Right on. Sweet. Um, what is your most used beauty product? the most used beauty product is our hydrating floral essence it's like a spray essence for that hydrates your skin and we have one in every bathroom i have one next to my desk i have one uh in the car i have one in my <laughs> we all spray that essence all the time wait so you as you're like working all day you're face misting right oh yeah but we all are like i'm talking to the girls and they're all like with a mask on like putting eyeball, massaging the eye, and we're talking about like that <laughs> brand marketing company, <laughs> the Gua Sha. Yeah, no, I don't agree. <laughs> Tata, you have to join our editorial meetings because literally we'll have yeah. these Zoom chats and one girl is doing facial massage with like the Gua Sha, <laughs> one's face misting, one's doing like the light stim. It's a full on spa happening while we're talking about edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another silver lining, the amount of time that, that and the amount of uh, care that we are giving ourselves. I think that people don't treat themselves so well, you know, like I think that you need to treat yourself better. Like that's where it starts from that point of like self-respect and like treating yourself better where well, well, well-being really sprouts, you know, like, like I deserve this. Like I'm going to like... I've been, I've been giving myself massages, <laughs> you know, like it's gone to that point. <laughs> so like I, like I learned a technique and it's been working so well. That, that's awesome. It's really great. It is. And it is good to, I mean, I think that we all, at least I, I can speak, you know, collectively for, you know, the team at Covator where we, we move quickly, you know, publishing is a fast paced industry and it's easy to lose sight of some of those aspects of self-care that make us, that ground us in some instances. And, um, and so there, there always is a silver lining to some of these scary moments if you can focus on them and look at it in that way. I know I'm going to have to give myself a, a face face mister so I, next time I'm on, on the podcast I can be face misting and podcasting at the same time oh my god I'll send you guys a package of course send me your address so that you <laughs> to wait, wait I'm gonna have to look at him face misting well Tata it's been so great to you know check in with you and we're you know so glad that you're doing well um thank you so much for joining us today everybody listening you know please follow tata if you have any uh questions dm her dm at covator if you're listening on apple podcast please remember to rate and review and subscribe and uh we hope you enjoyed and tata have an amazing day thank you again for, for joining you. us you sure. too guys thank you so much Mwah. kisses for you guys tata thank you
Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next Monday for our newest episode. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or iTunes and make sure to leave a rating and a review. We look forward to seeing you all next week and thank you again for listening.